Hi. Hiya. You're going to have to elaborate on that one, Danny. I waited for Scott. It's the heavyweights. There it is. Good. Okay. Heavyweights, Matt. You've never seen heavyweights? I have many times, and that didn't ring a bell. Um, so I don't know if it was a bad impression or I just have memory loss. <laughs> well, Scott, you tell me. Was that a good Camp Hope welcome or was that you got it immediately i did i was yeah i almost replied buddy (laughs) i wish you would have have. uh scott so clear this up for the listeners uh matt and i going solo the other day solo there's two of us going the other day we thought you were playing sand volleyball for the world championship and it turns out that's just not true (laughs) No, that is highly inaccurate. Uh, every once in a while, they give you a double header, and we had a late night double header where we started at eight forty and then nine thirty. So we had the two last game time slots. So by the time I got home, mm-hmm. you guys were already done with the podcast. Yeah, I'm not in bed by by about nine most days. I'm I'm in a bad way, but. Well, sorry, listeners who are just sitting around eager, waiting to hear if we got a world champion on Chumps the Champs. But uh, to be clear, we're the defending champions. We did win the last session for the first time ever as our team. We got T-shirts and everything. And that's what you do it for, right? Is the free T-shirt. There's not a lot I won't do for a free T-shirt these days. So no, fuck Klondike bars. I want the t-shirt. <laughs> even if it's like a double XL, they're blasting a cannon at, at a sporting event. <laughs> I can't even wear it. I'll take it. Would you eat a fresh jalapeno for a free t-shirt? Oh, you know what? I bet you yeah. would do for a free t-shirt is compete in the chumps to champs listener fantasy football league, which I believe we have a full 12 teams for right now. And yeah, the the champions gonna get themselves a nice little chumps to champs t-shirt little little nice little package is we're gonna get them uh, a t-shirt gonna get them a couple stickers and a a signed picture of the three <laughs> three champs to display on their mantle i'm assuming that's where it would go yeah so um that'll be fun like i said we already have our teams figured out we've contacted those members so if you're a part of the listener league and you don't think you've heard from us reach out on any of our platforms and get the deets. But uh, for those who weren't lucky enough to join, we're going to give you some updates throughout the season. Hopefully it'll be fun to follow. We'll try to keep it fresh, keep it fun. And uh, I'm excited. Yeah, that's going to be a good time. Uh, We're going to use the sleeper app, which I'm really excited about because the platform looks really great and innovative and new, not a sponsor, but if you want to sponsor us, you're more than welcome to sleeper. But guys, it's exciting times here at Chumps of Champs because we are now moving into our official rankings season. Uh, as August approaches, today we're going to start with our quarterback rankings. We're going to discuss them in kind of a tier-based way. Um, Matt, Scott, and I all have our individual rankings. We compiled them all together, together, got the averages, and we think we've got them broken up into good tiers for your actual draft. It's going to be great. Then we're going to do running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Are we doing kickers and defenses? That sounds lame. We'll do, we'll probably do like a combined show with kickers defenses. All right, fine, 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 fine. Okay. I some, guess people some people enjoy the classics, Danny. I know, I know. But hey, before we get into quarterback rankings, guys, let's talk the big news that came out. Uh, <gasps> the first big news of, and not really the first big news, but the first major injury news of 2021. LA Rams running back Cam Akers tore his Achilles tendon and is out for the year. Tore it right off. Right off the bone. We were going through ways. I didn't get the details on how it happened. I'm assuming he was just working out and just tweaked it the wrong way, but I heard training and I would assume maybe something with weightlifting. Um, That seems like it would be the guess in my book. Hmm. That's not a good one. Those stupid box jump videos that try to go too goddamn high, all for the glory of a stupid YouTube video. Get off my lawn, says Scott. (laughs) (laughs) And also, their music's too dang loud. They're having too much fun. (laughs) But yes, they are stupid. Uh, that's, that's That's a bummer. I was really interested in Cam Akers. 
uh, this this season. I think he's going to be really, really great. And I, I don't know if that's going to be a tough one to recover from. Out of all the things to try to, to make a recovery of as a running back, the Achilles sounds like it could be the worst one. Yeah. And strictly speaking, fantasy wise, one thing that I, I, there's a lot of people around cam makers that I like. What really irks me about it is in a league where we already set draft positions and I chose spot one because I want the two, three turn. What this does is slides everybody up a spot because he's within the first two rounds. So now I got a smaller pool to pick from on that two, three turn. And I'm, I'm not happy about it. Why don't you blame your family for picking the draft order so early? Damn! <laughs> you, you heard it, family. Yeah. Scott's putting you on blast. Yeah. Uh, so what does this do, Scott, for uh, Daryl Henderson's draft stock? He's probably down there in like the running back 40s, but now he's going to blast off, but how high? Okay, so I just got this news from you guys while I was on the golf course a couple hours ago, so I haven't... Must be nice. Had, yeah, it was pretty sweet. Uh, haven't uh, had a whole lot of time to really let it sink in, but I just popped up Daryl Henderson's page on fantasy pros. I didn't realize he was only 23. I thought he was uh, in the league a little longer, but again, he wasn't a starter. So that's just kind of how it goes, but he was also a second round draft pick. And the, to sum up the notes here, they said that he was actually more productive than acres in terms of, kind of yards per carry that kind of statistic wise it's just he didn't have the momentum like acres at the end of the year but here's my thought overall with just fantasy and when it comes to drafting i assume they're going to try to bring somebody else in i cannot imagine they're just going to roll with daryl henderson after they just brought in stafford they're trying to win it'd be highly effective i gotta imagine they're going to try to trade or do something and that just means do not take Daryl Henderson as one of your first couple picks. Yeah, I'd completely agree. All the points you made about Henderson are true, um, but they drafted Cam Makers only one or two years after that Henderson, and Henderson was always that, oh man, he's going to do something this year, and he never really could pull the trigger, or they didn't trust him enough. He never got the usage, and then they brought in Cam Makers, and Cam Makers kind of shine. It all of it points to they they haven't liked what they've seen out of Daryl Henderson. And I don't see them rolling with him in a 20 plus touch per game capacity. I think Lev Bell or AP or maybe a return of Gurley, like one of these free agent running backs is going to get signed there. I don't know what their cap looks like. I don't know how feasible this is, but it smells like Lev Bell to me, to be honest. I know. I, the initial thought that I had was uh, Adrian Peterson, which would be a real, <laughs> real bummer. Uh, he's 36, 36. I mean, he's, uh, he's got that Stafford love right from the lions. So uh, Frank Gore did it at 36, right? He's still doing it at 46. Frank Gore is Frank Gore. <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare compare him to Frank. No, that would be a bummer. If they don't, like, even still, I think that Daryl Henderson is a better running back right now than any of those guys are in their careers. So. I still think that Henderson will be the starter. Um, if Adrian Peterson signs with them, there goes all the touchdowns. <laughs> I feel like for for Henderson. Um, I don't know if that's the same with Bell or I don't think Gurley's got knees left. I don't think he. <laughs> so I'm not worried about Gurley at all. I've heard but, a small faction of hype for uh, Funk. There, I think he was newly drafted. Do you guys know anything about this guy? No, no. Give us more. He was drafted in the seventh round of this year's draft. So I don't know much about him besides his name is Jake Funk. And some people like what they're seeing here. We want the funk. We want the funk. That's a low-hanging fruit. I'm sorry for the bad joke, everyone. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, You hate to see it. I hope he can recover from it. Like I said, that's going to be really, really difficult. That's, from what I understand, worse than an ACL. Uh, sorry, Cam Akers. That sucks. Sorry, Matt Stafford. Sorry, Rams offense. That's a that's a real bummer. But you guys got anything else I to just, add? 
I just saw under player news that uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN reports the Rams believe in Daryl Henderson and do not intend on pursuing a free agent running back at this time. Oh, of yeah, that's course. what the Titans said about their wide receiver core before they signed Julio Jones. <laughs> I was of like, course. you got to give Daryl Henderson the uh, confidence. You can't be just, like, oh, God, we're going to have to get someone else in here. I was about to say, do you believe it? But you guys kind of already answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't speak. Yeah, what are you going to do? Just be like, yeah, we're going to have to look immediately because there's nothing else on the depth chart. It's like, I, I like to imagine just Daryl Henderson standing right behind the coach and the coach is just like, we are in bad shape here. We don't like Henderson. <laughs> we try to get rid of him in the offseason. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> he just has like a little pouty face. Fine. <laughs> if they just came out like a week ago, and we're like, we got to find a better backup for Cam Akers. Henderson's just not really cutting it so far. And then this happens, but we have all the belief that he can turn it around. <laughs> Fast forward to today, uh, we feel good about our room. Oh, anyway, guys, today's not about running backs. Uh, today's about quarterbacks. You guys ready to get into our official rankings? So ready. I bet you are not world champion. Oh, you are still. You are defending champion of San Volleyball. I apologize. So, <clears throat> tier one. Of the Chumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast quarterback rankings in 2021 is composed of three guys. Um, Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, Josh Allen of the Bills, and Kyler Murray of the Cardinals. Now, all three of us have those three guys ranked in our top three, one, two, or three in some fashion. So let's help the champs out try to differentiate between them and find what we like and what we dislike about these guys. I know they're all rock star studs, but there's got to be something about these guys that sticks out as, ooh, that is why I love them. I think with, with Patrick Mahomes, you can't disrespect what he's done and the team that he's on. He, I mean, he threw, he was in a Super Bowl again last year, threw for 4,700 yards, 38 TDs. That's QB1 numbers. Their team doesn't show many signs of slowing down besides maybe some changes at O-line and Kelsey aging a little bit more, but I think they're going to be just fine. And Mahomes is still going to be just fine. Now he pooped his pants in the thing, the old Super Bowl. He really didn't poop his pants though. His team didn't help him. I remember him going completely horizontal and throwing the ball 30 yards and smacking his player right in the <laughs> face with the ball. His O-line <laughs> let him down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It didn't go so well, but yeah, I guess it's hard to not have him as your top overall quarterback when he has arguably the tight end one and arguably the wide receiver one on his team uh, in Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Like, the weapons not, are there. I would say there, there's some quarterbacks where you see just amazing weapons and you're like, they'll do good because of that or do well because of that. No, Patrick Mahomes is already really good. <laughs> and he just also has maybe the tight end one and maybe the wide receiver one. And let's not forget, he would have finished had he played week 16. I mean, obviously a little speculation, but his average points per game was like a sliver above Josh Allen. So had he got his average in week 16, he would have finished quarterback one. Oh, he could have certainly hit over 5,000 passing yards too, which is a, a tremendous little tier. And nobody cares about the last week in fantasy either. So that doesn't even matter for our fantasy peeps. That's true. Uh, what I like about these three is that they're all very different quarterbacks in terms of their, I don't want to say skill set, but what, what they do very well. We talked about Mahomes already, who he just, that, that offense is constantly throwing. He gets Buku passing yards and touchdowns, super fast receiver, and that's just their forte. Then you look at Josh Allen, and that son bitch just runs in touchdown after touchdown. He just does it year after year. And then you get to the third, which we've said is Kyler Murray, and he's just the running quarterback for the yards in addition to the passing. So it's like they each have a different forte, but they all do it so well that that's why they're in our top tier. Yeah, Josh Allen obviously finished as the number one quarterback last year. So if you have him listed as your quarterback one, if he's the guy that you want this year in 2021, you're not wrong. I think Matt, you were toying with Josh Allen earlier on in the off season about making him your number one. I think right now in your rankings, you've got Mahomes there, but it's not crazy to have Josh Allen be at the tippy top of your list. Is it? 
what I said earlier is why Mahomes is number one. You got to respect what he's done, where he's at, and the team he's on. But I I really like Josh Allen this year, and that's why I was toying with him at number one overall. His stats get way better every year. It's not just like, oh, he's getting a little bit better. Um, like a thousand more passing yards each year, 10 more passing TDs each year, uh, a number more rushing TDs. He's really settling in. And besides just his stats, his accuracy looked much more improved last year. The digs connection was obviously a plus. It's it's a growing team, a growing offense. And I like everything I'm seeing here. I would I would love to have him on my team if I'm taking quarterback early. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't usually do that. I think you're right because Mahomes has the pedigree of three years straight of being what kind of good. And Josh Allen had really just last year because uh, we were poo pooing him this time last year. And boy, were we wrong. Uh, like Josh Allen is a little different than the other two, or maybe let's talk about Mahomes. Allen's situation is a little different. They both pass it a ton, but. Mahomes has the better weapons, I think, overall, and actually a running game. I think we all believe that the Clyde Aversolair can help there. Josh Allen is their running game as well, with his eight touchdowns at least in all three of the years he's played in the league. Um, he's had over 400 yards rushing in each year. So you know you're going to get goal line rushes like you would a running back. So his upside is both passing, if he can keep that completion percentage high, all those passing yards and attempts and still rush and all those touchdowns, he's going to compete for either number one or number two as a, as the finish at quarterback this year. Again, if he can keep it up though, you know, what I think is funny is just our last episode, we did AFC South. And I remember hitting on the fact that Tannehill had seven rushing t- TDs and uh old Joshy Allen has gotten eight, nine and eight. Mm-hmm. A heck of a lot more yards <laughs> to go along with those rushing TDs, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but yeah, you can you can find some TD wealth in other spots later in the draft too. Now, Scott, if you had a running back that finished with eleven touchdowns, no other, no other stat that I'm going to give you, but eleven rushing touchdowns, you'd be like, that's not so bad from a fantasy perspective, right? Yeah, that's I feel like your fringe running back one slash two area. Yeah, and eight hundred nineteen yards. Line, yeah. 819 yards wouldn't be great, but still 819 yards and 11 touchdowns would be, huh, okay. Well, that's what Kyler Murray had last year on top of all of the passing that he did and the touchdowns that he threw there. So that's why I think he has broken into our tier one. Now, percentage chances that he actually finishes as the number one quarterback, I think that is in the range of possibility. I have him as my number two ahead of Josh Allen, because I think he's going to take the next step with DeAndre Hopkins. And I know AJ Green's old and busted. But I think that's going to help him out quite a bit. And I think what we saw was crazy upside because that rushing to those rushing totals last year, if those can, can, if those can continue and he can improve a little bit of his passing game, we've got a Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes kind of guy. Do we not? I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I really like Kyler Murray this year, too. And I, I think that's why it's easy to just group these guys on the same tier. There's nothing not to like here. Um, I think he'll crack 4,000 passing yards. Uh, TDs have been going up. Well, I mean, he's another guy. His stats have been ascending. Uh, yards have been going up. TDs have been going up. His interceptions stayed the same, so that kind of lowers his interception rate. Um Everything's looking good on the passing side, and yeah, he adds basically RB two rushing to the mix. So nothing not to like here, and every everything also seems to be trending up in Arizona as a team. Also, so I like it. Where I'm going to go put it in a very simple way: Kyler Murray is Lamar Jackson with receivers. He doesn't have to run as much because he can throw the ball, but he still has that ability. So he gets plenty of yards rushing and touchdowns, but he gets way more passing opportunity. So his situation is just better and he's Mm -hmm. got similar talent. So where do you guys pull the trigger at your drafts with these guys? What would it take? What would your team have to, I know we're all late quarterback drafters, but if you were going to take one of these three on this top tier, what would have to happen on your team beforehand to take them in the third round? Let's say, 
or if you just straight up wouldn't in the third round, what would have to have your team look like in the fourth round for you to take Mahomes, Allen, or Murray? I well, if I want to take one of these guys in the fourth round, I think the only one who's going to be there first of all is Kyler Murray, um, maybe. And what would have to happen is I'd have to really, I'd have to have either two right wide receivers and one running back, or two running backs and wide receiver that I really like. And I think I'd have to have two running backs and a wide receiver that I just think I got steals on. Grab Murray in the fourth, and then add uh, add some depth. Maybe, maybe you're getting Odell range there in the fifth. Or something like that. Some guy I just like at wide receiver and go from there. Maybe mm-hmm. throw some Miles Gaskin and some Mike Davis in the mix. Just had to throw Gaskin in there. Just got to get your Gaskin <laughs> push right in there. I was searching something because I was thinking about both of them the other day and I searched Miles Davis and I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Is, <laughs> Is he same the guy? same name? <laughs> go ahead, Scott. I think the one way I would take one of them in the third round is if I was at the one or two spot in a draft. And that's actually what I was kind of last year where I took a running back in the first pick or two and a really good wide receiver somehow slid down that I wasn't expecting like Deandre Hopkins or something that somehow made it to pick like 19 or something. Yeah. And I could take him then on the way back. I'm like, okay, I've got a stud at running back stud at wide receiver maybe now I should pull the trigger on a quarterback. Not usually my thought process, but that's that's the only scenario I would take Mahomes in like early third. Otherwise, I'm kind of where Matt's at. I would be okay with taking like a Kyler Murray in the fifth if I had two running backs and two receivers I was happy with. Yeah, I just can't imagine a world where I'll be taking him in the third round. There's just too much value as we're looking doing these mock drafts. Fourth round, though, I, I agree with you guys. If I have to look at my team and go, gosh, I'm winning this draft so far. And to get a game changer like that, I think it just would solidify it. It's a nice feeling. It's scary to take a quarterback early, but when you do, and then you look at your final roster and you have Patrick Mahomes sitting there, you're like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Let's take a quick break, guys. Let's hear from the UD guys. And when we come back, we'll break down the rest of our tiers of quarterbacks. Hey everybody, Ty here with Dan and Tone from the Upper Decker Podcast. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Chumps to Champs. These guys absolutely kill it when it comes to fantasy football, and I'd be willing to bet that if you're uh, you're a football fan, there's a good chance you follow baseball as well. And if that's the case, we want you to finish up this episode and then head on over to the Upper Decker Podcast. We cover all things baseball, so whether you want to hear about the latest on-the-field action, listen to breakdowns of trades and signings, or learn about some crazy baseball history, we've got a little something for everyone. We are going to drop some knowledge on you and hopefully give you a few laughs in the process. If you want to check us out, we're available on all your streaming platforms. We'd also encourage you to follow us at Upper Decker Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Hope you check us out and enjoy the rest of this episode of Chumps to Champs. Woo! Second tier. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. And we are breaking down the quarterback rankings. What was that, Scott? What do you want us to do? Uh, I'd like to move on to our second tier. Okay, that sounds good. We just covered the first tier, which is only three guys. The second tier for the chumps uh, is five guys. Yeah, like the uh, five guys burgers and fries. Yeah, I got some big juicy boigs. I'm that sounds really good right now. You, you guys know that you have to get the the Cajun fries, right? Oh my God, yes. Oh, absolutely. I was hey, just about did to you, say you that. Cajun fries. Never been a never been a Five Guys fan. Just uninspiring uh, food for me. It's pricey for like the amount of burger you get. Okay. Good. Um, and the fries are pricey, but they do just load you up. You can get like a small fry, and they just give you a mountain of fries. So that makes you feel good. I think that's how they justify charging you a bunch. I don't. Here's how you need to view Five Guys. It's a Applebee's burger that you eat at home. Well, okay, it's, I'd actually put a little above Applebee's, but the price wise, it's like you're gonna spend. 12 13 bucks for a 
big old burger and a large fry. Is that but for you get, real? That's the price what? that it costs for five guys? You're getting a large pretty, fry yeah. there just for yourself, Scott? That's like 12 potatoes worth of fries. It is. It is significant. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you eat at the comfort of your home, but the quality is really good. So it's it's one of those, Do you do you want to go to a sit-down restaurant? Or do you just want to grab it on the way home and get that quality? Because it's not cheap, but it is pretty tasty. And if you eat it there, there's free peanuts. So you can make up this added cost and just scarfing down a ton of peanuts. Which <laughs> takes, well, takes a while, but I you didn't can know about the peanut out. thing. So, but <laughs> yeah, I think they always have the, the malt vinegar available for your fries, which is a, in the U.S. a very underrated fry kind of, kind of meat. The only thing to say against malt vinegar for fries is you need you need a container, a containment for the vinegar, or else it just rolls all over everything. Mm-hmm. Speaking of malt, so I'm not like the malt vinegar thing. Eh, it's one thing, but salt and vinegar chips. Have we talked about that in the show before? Salt and vinegar mm. chips. Mediocre. I'm a, I'm a, oh man, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Yeah, I never really seemed to be a thing I was interested in, and then I had some, and I ate an entire bag. 100 oh, yeah. lays back, just down the hatch in about eight minutes. You better give me a 36 ounce soda with that shit. Otherwise, okay. it's just fine. It, it builds. It builds too much too quick. Mm, I, uh, I love it. I, oh. I love the um, I believe it's uh, Miss Vicky's, the brand you get at Sam's where they get the individual packs. You know, those little personal ones. Yeah. That's, only yeah. A couple of, that's perfect. I okay. like them when they're in that size. But what you guys are talking is nonsense. <laughs> I was I was wondering why there weren't salt and vinegar uh, sunflower seeds at least with like the big bigs and Davids, the big brands. And then I realized that dill is just salt and vinegar with dill flavoring added to it. That, that exploded my mind into like dill potato chips are not as salty, not as vinegary, but they, they it's like a trifecta. You add in dill to the mix too. And it's amazing. Anywho, uh, let's actually talk football though. The five guys that are in tier two, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Herbie Hancock himself. So these guys are just a touch below those mega three. And we've all ranked them eerily close, like four, five, six, seven, and eight in some random order. So it's a perfect tier for us. But one thing I noticed, guys, is that Dak Prescott is higher than Lamar Jackson in our consensus. And that was interesting to me. I'm not saying that it's wrong, but Scott, tell me why you've got him, Dak Prescott, ahead of Lamar Jackson. Well, I think I was mentioning on a couple couple episodes ago that I think I did put Dak above Lamar, and it's just because of the overall weapons around him. And I can't imagine... His ankle injury is going to prevent Dak from being able to run the ball. I know he is not like a Lamar runner, but, you know, he can scramble. He can move. So he's got that ability. But like we talked about before his injury, I mean, the guy was on a massive tear pace. And compared to a Lamar that just doesn't really have anyone to throw to on a regular basis where you can't count on those passing stats, you're relying on the run for Lamar. You're not doing that with Dak. The running for Dak is a bonus, and I just think he's an all-around, you know, encompass quarterback who can do both facets of the ball. And they got three good receivers and a star running back, so he's just set up in a much better situation. And he's always looked great as a po- like a pocket passer, so that's where I think his forte is. He looked great last year before the industry injury, not industry, mm-hmm. and. I think that's just going to carry right on through on a, on a very nice looking roster again. So Dak is number four in my book. I think Lamar's kind of flash has expired from the pan. Dare I say it? I still Whoa. have met six QB six. So I'm not saying it sucks or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the, the team isn't building around him appropriately, or I'd like to see some improvement in his passing game too. And, I don't. I just don't like the way Baltimore's offense looks anywhere close to how I like Dallas's offense. I think there's going to be more quarterback-related scoring opportunities in Dallas. Like Le- Lamar Jackson, I agree with you guys that the passing game is going to have to improve, and it starts just simply with the attempts. Like Lamar Jackson only had 376 attempts last year. That's going to have to come up, but 
to Lamar's benefit, two straight years of over a thousand yards rushing. Um, and that doesn't seem like it's going to change anytime soon. I think Lamar is in a prime spot for a bounce back, uh, closer to what we saw in the 2019 season. But I am also with you guys, Dak Prescott. I will never say a negative thing about Dak Prescott. Scott, you touched on the fact that he was going to break records with his pace last year before his ankle injury. And I don't blame you guys for having him higher. Um, but let me ask I you a quick I'd... question. If, if let's say Baltimore would have landed Julio Jones and they had a star receiver to add to Marquise Brown situation would then Lamar be would that would that change anything for you guys? I don't think so. Maybe a little bit because it's Julio Jones and that is an absolute tier that, above yeah, the rest. Because he's never had that receiver. That's like that's why I'm kind of curious if if he but, runs so much because he doesn't have anyone to throw to. And is I, there, I, we have to be a scheme change. I'll say go ahead, Matt. I'll say that. I, I've mentioned it a number of times in our podcast. Marquise Brown is only in his third year and his stats have improved each year. They signed Sammy Watkins, who, despite us thinking he's old gray beard, he's not that old. You and love Sammy Watkins. You've always been still, a Sammy Watkins. He's still player. a very competent receiver in the NFL who has sure hands and can get open. And they just signed Rashad Bateman in the first round. They, they're adding pieces around Lamar Jackson. It's not, not like he has nobody to throw to. I don't think you can say that about him anymore. And of course, Mark Andrews is always going to be the red zone threat there. So <clears throat> I think a lot is on Lamar to maybe make that Josh Allen step this year in his passing game. Get not that his accuracy was worse, but just improve on the passing side. And then you'll be a, a threat to be reckoned with. But I mean, Marquise Brown, I mean, improving his stats is one thing. It's not like he's a world beater. Um, Sammy Watkins is quality, but not. Not to the point where he's going to be a deal breaker for this offense. Like I said, it's the attempts. I mean, if you only throw the ball 300 and something times, it's going to be extremely difficult to put up elite quarterback stats unless you're running for thousands of yards, which he happens to have done. I think it's the attempts. I mean, does Julio Jones change that? Would Julio Jones change that? I don't know. You'd have to throw it more. Maybe they would if he was on the team. Matt, maybe you are right, though. This, the added. Did you know that Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman, and Sammy Watkins are all first-round draft picks? I knew Sammy Watkins is like a number four overall yeah. pick or something like that. Yeah, other two are first rounds as well. Uh, what I was going to get into, though, if we're, if we're done with Lamar, um, was I thought an interesting part of this tier was the fact that we have both Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert in it, which I agree they should both be in this tier, but they're such different players in my eyes. Russell Wilson is, I don't know, what, a nine-year vet right now who we always talk about being like the model of consistency at quarterback. He's going to throw for right around 4,000 yards. And last year he had his career-high 40 passing TDs, usually land somewhere in the 30s. And then we got one year with Justin Herbert, and we're lumping him in with an eternally great Russell Wilson and some <laughs> other really great uh, quarterbacks in this. Can you guys justify Justin Herbert in the same tier as Russell Wilson? I think that the Justin Herbert game scheme works out because they were down a lot and they threw a lot. And I think that's going to be similar uh, again this year. I, I don't see that team probably doing much better than 500 overall, but I think they're going to be throwing a lot because they get down. But the the Russell Wilson, I mean, I, I've talked about in my fantasy sip and I think he's a gem in the first half of the season, but the the trend is, you know, going towards you're not sure if he's what you're gonna get in the second half. So it's just the the young guy who throws a lot versus the proven veteran, but might be on a little bit of a decline overall, not game to game, but just the stats. And it's it's going down right when it comes to the playoffs of fantasy, which is a very bad thing. Yeah. I think that Russell Wilson has a ceiling, a very clear ceiling. We know his consistency of what the 42 to 4,400 yards. I mean, he did hit 40 touchdowns. That's great. 
in the first half of the season, he was amazing. But the Seahawks tried to get back to a run first style of offense after a little after half the season. Russell Wilson is going to put up those same stats. I who could finish higher? Could Justin Herbert finish higher than that 4,200 yards and 40 touchdowns? I think we don't know since he played pretty much one season. I think you're hoping Justin Herbert can take the next step and blast off into that same kind of territory. So I think that's why they're in the same tier. The Chargers believe in Herbert enough to have him throw, I think, the fourth most passing attempts last year as a rookie, and he hit 31 touchdowns. So what is the ceiling for Justin Herbert? I don't think any of us know, and we're all signing up to find out. I think you hit the nail on the head for me, an unknown ceiling, and you kind of know what you're getting with Russell at this point. And Justin Herbert was just exciting on an exciting team, so I think he earned it. You'll never, um, you'll never see us say a bad word about Justin Herbert. <laughs> the last one, we should, I guess we should mention this tier, is Aaron Rodgers, which I assume, even though he had MVP. <laughs> the old MVP. Uh, yeah, the MVP <laughs> numbers last year. He gets dropped in the second tier for two reasons, the age and the unknown uh, starting with Green Bay, right? I mean, I... I put him into my rankings as if he was going to be there. I didn't do the, is he, is he not? I'm just going to assume right now that he is going to be green based quarterback. And that's why I have him personally at number six, 48 touchdowns and five interceptions MVP. He was incredible last year. So what is he? 37. Yeah. But I mean, with those stats, if you weren't pricing in age or team situation, he'd be higher than six. If you expect duplication, right? It's and the only reason he's at six is not because of Aaron Rodgers. It's because the five guys, five guys again, five guys that I've got ahead of him, I love, 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 love. There's nothing I'm going to say negative about Mahomes, Allen, Murray, and, and they can all next. run the ball. Yeah. Well, it, it, and he doesn't. Yeah, that's going to start to go away for him. But I would still, if he signed today, signed. If he is going to be the Packers quarterback today. I would have him at number six. Agreed? Do you have anything else to say about tier two? So, moving on to tier three. Another group of five guys. We've got Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Ryan Sandhill, Jalen Hurts, and Joe Burrow. Interesting. You got the old man Tom Brady and the new guy Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts there. So, what stands out to you in this tier? I I like where these guys are getting drafted um, more because um, people like Tannehill, I think, have super safe floors. I think they're getting undervalued right now, and you're not wasting anything in the top six picks to get these guys. I think Tannehill's going like round eight or later. <clears throat> Same for a lot of these guys. Um, but also opposite of Tannehill, kind of like we were talking in the last year, is Joe Burrow. He doesn't have a large sample size, but what he did show prior to his injury last year was impressive in the NFL. The team has built their O-line. They've added to a stud to their receiving core, Jamar Chase. And I think Joe Burrow has unlimited ceiling right now. And you're getting him with very minimal draft capital for that. So I like the value you're pulling in, not only if it's a safe floor or if it's a high ceiling in this tier. I think the note, of the day is that we we still don't somehow have Tom Brady in the top two tiers and he finishes quarterback eight last year and threw for buku touchdowns and didn't lose a damn piece on the offense the line's the same the weapons are the same it is just pretty wild and and we we just keep saying oh he's getting older he's getting older but he keeps doing it so I don't know. That's why I, I kind of flip back and forth. I had Herbert at eight, Tom Brady at nine. I'm think that's that's one of those hard ones. That when it comes to the day of a draft, would I take Brady or Herbert in that situation? I don't know. It's it's a coin toss. I think Brady is for our listeners our fringe two three quarterback. So obviously, just barely missed out on the second tier. And as I've always said not always said but for the past couple months is the only thing to not like about brady right now is his age everything he's done recently and he's coming back to is great 
So, yeah, I agree with you, Scott. This is going to be the situation where, okay, we start that over. I'm not going to be in the situation where I've been saying this is the end for Brady and this is the end for Brady and this is the end for Brady year after year after year. And then the moment I sign on to Tom Brady at age 44 is the year he actually goes down. I'm not going to be that guy that takes his bait. So I'm just going to let this go for Because, I mean, he cannot play more than a couple more years. He's not going to be a 47-year-old quarterback in the NFL. It's just not going to happen. So I think I'm just going to let this happen. And I'm going to be wrong, most likely. I think you're right, Scott. Most likely, I'm going to look like a fool by not taking Tom Brady. but. I just, I can't do it. I can't be the person that takes him the moment that he starts to go down. And everyone goes, yeah, he's 44. Why did you pick Tom Brady? And I'm like, God damn it. I agree. I will say, though, that if, if I mean, we've got him kind of consensus at number nine, that if you wait that long at quarterback, are you going to be upset if you get Tom Brady that late in no. a draft? No. Tom Brady is going right now, consensus ADP 71 in a 12 team league. Was that put him right about the sixth round? He's this in the uh, sixth round? If he's actually going 71 overall, I mean, uh-huh. 72 divided by six is 12, right? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. no, th- that, that math checks out. I have him as my quarterback 11. You guys have him currently as your quarterback nine. So there are other guys that I am looking at right above him. Um, for instance, Ryan Tannehill. I would rather have Ryan Tannehill than Tom Brady. And I could be, I'll, I might be wrong about that, but there's more things you that are. I like about. <laughs> there are more things that I like about Ryan Tannehill uh, than there is about Tom Brady. I don't, I, and I've got no, statistics to back up why I'm down on Tom Brady. There aren't any that exist other than his age. And that's, that's just a number. Also guys, we haven't touched on Jalen hurts. You guys have him down there at 13. I've got him up there at nine. I think I may be the sole reason he's in this tier. Do you guys think he belongs in this tier being the ones that are more down on him? I, he's not somebody I'm targeting this year because I just know too little. I know that Joe Burrow had a small sample size too. And I have, I have ranked one spot above Jalen Hurts in my own personal rankings, but I'd like the prospects of Joe Burrow and his team this year more than Jalen Hurts in Philly. So that's why I got him edged up, and I'll probably target Joe Burrow more than Jalen Hurts' personal opinion. Yeah, I have. If you heard my fantasy sip, I have not bought into Jalen yet. I it's not that I don't think he could do it. I just it's it's Philly. They still don't have any receivers around him. He fumbled quite a bit, and their line again had injuries. So we'll see if they improve this year. But looking at the other guys around him, they're on offenses that passed more, scored more, and just overall had a better overall just drive down the field kind of mentality than I feel like Philly did. And and I I can't get on board with Philly yet because they still haven't really put the pieces around. I'm a little I'm a little skeptical, so I'm I'm just not bought into Jalen yet. I think I'm big on Jalen because I think he's gonna hit seven hundred or eight hundred rushing yards this year. And in fantasy, if you're a rushing quarterback, that's how you ascend to the top of the of the rankings. I think he's gonna do it with his legs, and that's how it's gonna get done here. So that's why I'm big on Hertz. And do we talk about Matthew Stafford yet in this tier? In the total I mean, disrespect that the world is giving him, Matt. What else do we have to cream over Matthew Stafford on? Um, he's always been one of my baby bubbas in Detroit, and he got moved to LA. I guess kind of at his request, and just was a smart move for rebuilding Detroit. Get a little something out of him, and he's got some pieces. He's got a team that's wanting to win. It sucks that acres is gone. That's not going to help balance out things with the run game, but I guess that means a little more will be on Stafford's shoulders. So I think he's priced appropriately here. There's, there's a little bit of risk that comes with it. Yeah. It's waiting that long for a quarterback. You're not going to get a stud that you can count on all the time, week in and week out. But Matthew Stafford has shown year after year that he puts up 
significant yards, good touchdowns when he has some weapons to go to. And he's got those now. And like you just said, running back just took a hit. We'll see what they do and what comes to be when it actually comes week one, what they have on their, their uh, roster. But I don't think if you wait quarterback, you should be disappointed if you get Matthew Stafford. I will say besides a, a better, perhaps better O-line and much better defense, Last year with Galladay, Marvin Jones, and TJ Hawkinson, is he really getting an upgrade in his receiving core with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods? Compared to who? To Galladay, Marvin Jones, and TJ Hawkinson. And yes. I guess in the past, Megatron. Like it's not okay, no. I think everybody's <laughs> saying Stafford has never had like receivers to throw to. He's never had a good running game to complicate complement his passing game. I'll say that much. Um, did he he hit over five thousand yards one year with Calvin Johnson? Did he not? I mean, he was. I believe so. Yeah. Holy goodness! I think he hit five thousand yards and like forty touchdowns one time with Calvin Johnson. So, are Cooper Cup and Robert Woods? No, you could stack them on top of each other, uh, like pancakes, and it wouldn't be close to Calvin Johnson. But I think after the Calvin Johnson days, yes, I think this is going to be the best receiving. A group that he has. He edged over 5,011 and just shy of it in 2012. And that sounds like Megatron days to me. I think it does. That's so many R's when you think about it. Goodness. Uh, let's move on to tier four, guys. There's six guys in the uh, tier four for us Kirk Cousins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Matt Ryan, and Bakey Makes, Baker Makefield. So. A little bit more uninspiring. I think there is a drop-off from our Tier 3 into Tier 4. This is a group of guys that has their flaws. Um, I'm most interested out of this group. Now that I'm looking at it, I, you've always got the Ryan Fitzpatrick wild card of is he going to sling it like the old days, but I think Tua is very interesting this year. If he can take the next step with all those weapons in Miami, I think Tua's ceiling could be pretty high this year. What do you guys think? I agree. I started off the year really uh, down on Tua, but I think the, the team is doing the right things to build around him. Whether or not he can do it is yet to be seen, but he's getting drafted appropriately for that. You're not spending any draft capital on him that I'm worried about. So if you want him to be your your flyer at quarterback and then you want to stream afterwards or you want to draft maybe a Kirk cousins or somebody else with a safe floor to kind of pair up with them. I'm, I'm all for it. I think go for it. It could be two is here. I don't know why my just, again, this is based on nothing with Tua cause he hasn't been in the league that long, but in my head, when I see Tua, I go, he's going to be good. Not great. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I don't know why in general isn't it yeah it's gonna, it's gonna I, that, that sounds right so it's like it I, I get what you're saying that he he could blow up and have a, a good ceiling but I'm just not probably gonna take that chance I just don't see it well like Matt Ryan is in this tier I think I mean losing Julio Jones does not help and I know he's like 35 or 36 years old uh, he's throwing a lot of interceptions he'll get his yards but I don't know what the ceiling is for that. Baker Mayfield's on a run first offense. They just don't throw the ball very much at all. Anyway, what else we got in here? Uh, Scott, how are you the most? Um, I say you're the most down on Trevor Lawrence. You have him at 19 and we have him at 17. But talk about your boy. What are your expectations? I like how Danny, you were, you were like this, this whole tier is just like people that might go off, but probably won't. And it's got a green. I was like, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. No. But like, what do you expect? Like from a fantasy I, perspective, I really, really want him to go out. Cause that means the Jaguars will do well, but I'm, I'm curbing my expectations because it is still Jacksonville. I thought um, you were going to say curbing your enthusiasm and you set yourself <laughs> up for a curb your enthusiasm joke and you didn't do it. So that sucked. So at, looking at my rankings, I do have him behind two. I think that'll probably swap. Uh, he might might go ahead of fit. So I, I'm it, it might it might switch a little bit. But again, I'm trying not to be a homer, but he's one that I think it's not a bad idea to take the flyer on. 
because of the situation, because they're going to be thrown a lot, because I think they're going to be down quite a bit and they have okay pieces. I mean, they don't have like a star studded receiving core, but they got all right receivers. So I think it could happen, but I don't know. I, I, I think I need to bump them up one or two slots. Is then Kirk, I'll be right on par with you guys. <laughs> is Kirk Cousins the most uninspiring guy? Is he? He's got the lowest ceiling to me and in in a really high floor. His window the spectrum of where he's going to finish is so narrow, but it's quality. It's not so bad. It's just not going to change to me. To be honest, he's not. He's he's just a smidge under Russell Wilson in his yearly stats. So I think he's like a Wilson light. He's reliable. He gets TDs. He gets yards. He's he will be a most most weak startable quarterback for your fantasy team. I think he's great to have on your roster if you want to play around with some flyers elsewhere. I I don't have a problem with owning Cousins and he's coming at a bargain. I was going to ask a question later, but I guess it it seems fitting now. Who outside of your top 10 would you say I have the most confidence them in them finishing as a top 10 quarterback? Outside of our own personal tens or our yeah, consensus at, tens, uh, your personal ten. Uh, oh, that well, it's Tom Brady because <laughs> I got him at I got I got him at eleven, <laughs> but I won't say that. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Matthew Stafford. He's my twelve, and I think he could finish top six. To be completely honest, that's where that's the confidence I have in Stafford. Matt, you want to go? Uh, re- rephrase Matt, the question. Matt wasn't listening to the question <laughs> for sure. He's watching <laughs> the Suns Bucks. <laughs> Who outside of your personal top 10 ranked quarterbacks would you have the most confidence in finishing the top 10? I mean, it sounds oh. like it'd be the number 11, but you know, if you got a little more confidence in somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I got Tannehill as my number 11. I think he didn't he finish in the top 10 last year? Top, number seven. Yeah, so I mean that that seems like the easy guess, but if I want to go with somebody with some upside, uh, I'll probably go with Joe Burrow, just because I mentioned earlier that I'm excited about him and I think he's has a a team that's building around him and doing the right things. Scott, do you have a guy that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I asked that because Kirk Cousins is mine. I feel like he is he is that very reliable guy, and now that Jefferson's our year in the league, we saw what he did. They've got Dalvin Cook. They're going to be behind a lot. I, one of my bold predictions is Cousin finishes in the top eight quarterbacks this year. Look at you. Good for you, man. Love it. Hey, well, let's extrapolate that. That was our top 19 guys. Um, we're not going to go through the rest of our tiers, but let's, let's put it like this. Is there a quarterback or a couple quarterbacks that you guys are looking at from number 20 on, guys that we haven't talked about and names that we haven't said, that you actually do maybe maybe not have high hopes for, but are paying attention to whether you are drafting them or just putting a pin in that for later to keep your eye on uh, for the rest of 2021. Well, if you look at the rankings, there's one guy on mine that's way higher than you guys. Cause I'm assuming he's getting the starting job and that's James Winston. Oh man, you should have been on the show. You know, you were, you're beating the world in Sam volleyball. Cause that's going to agree <laughs> with you hard, but go ahead. Yeah. I've I've got him as number 15 right now and I was just about to ask you guys if he's declared the starter there where is he in your ranking? I got him up a bit at 24. I think just because I still don't know how this flushes out with Taysom Hill um in this offense. I don't have him above some other people. I have him behind Derek Carr right now, which just sounds boring as hell. And Daniel Jones and those two guys, maybe I'll drop behind James Winston because I do think he's going to end up on top here in New Orleans with Michael Thomas and other great receivers available. But then after that, I hit like Ben Roethlisberger and Carson Wentz, who I just think are going to be in more solid situations than James Winston coming into this season. And James Winston will probably be available on the waiver wire at the beginning. And you can, you can watch where he goes. So if they said, all right, after camp or whatever, James Winston is our starter. He is our guy. We are putting all our faith in him. Would you still take Matt Ryan above James Winston, Matt? Because that's where your rankings are right now. 
I have I have Winston at 15. You have Matt Ryan at 15. That would be my question to you. I don't know. I think I think <laughs> at that point I would probably take the upside of Winston because I'm I'm drafting either of those guys in a in a streamer eligible position draft stock wise to where I can drop them and pick somebody else up. And I'm not a fantasy player who's scared to drop a quarterback and just find waiver wire players until one sticks. So I'd go upside over solid floor at that point in my draft. So yeah, I'd take Winston. I think um, if he was going to, if I knew he was going to be the guy the rest of the entire year, which I don't think that's even possible, even if they do admit him as the week one starter, I think that they have such an easy safety valve of Taysom Hill that it could just be a mixing and matching all year, which would scare me a lot. I, I still think he would go right around that Trevor Lawrence time for me to a like 16 or 17. I think that Taysom Hill is not going away. You're going to have a Taysom Hill problem. And Matt mentioned on the show last week, even if you get Winston just winging that ball around and they get down to the four yard line. I think it's going to be all of a sudden, Oh, and Taysom Hill pops in and it's a direct snap to Hill and a four yard score. And she's like, you sons of bitches, that type of thing. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Scott. Don't disagree that Taysom Hill is going to have his role as their little gadget guy or whatever the hell they want to call him. I just think you're, you're going to swap out Winston for breeze. It's just going to be that situation where Taysom Hill has the same role. He's going to be the same guy. So Breeze was okay to do it. I'm not going to sit there and say Winston, who likes to chuck the ball, isn't as... I'm like, okay, Winston's not Drew Breeze. I get that. But you know what I mean. I'm glad you cleared that up. For a fantasy value, I think Winston could be pretty pretty good where, uh, where most people are ranking him right now. Matt, is there a person... So I guess Scott's is, uh, is Winston there. Do you have a guy, because you would have chosen Winston too, I know that, based off of last week. Do you have another guy, quarterback 20 and on, that you're keeping your eye on? Oh, I I don't know. I think my, my tier is really between maybe tier three, probably tier four, where I'm going to try to target guys this year. There's certainly guys, I'm, I mean, a lot of rookies landing in those bottom tiers. There's people like Jimmy Garoppolo that, are ranked at like 30 that are just going dirt cheap that I don't think are going to be good so one. terrible. That's a good one. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't have to draft him. Um, right. But <laughs> maybe draft a flyer. And when they get cut, snag Garoppolo for your bench and see what he does the first couple of weeks. I always like that approach. I'm not interested in Cam Newton. Uh, down late. <laughs> Drew Locke is a little interesting because we're all counting him out as like, eh, he doesn't really have it in the NFL. I absolutely he, am. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he didn't have a, a evading me right now. Courtland Sutton. Sutton there last year. And he does have other young receivers in Gerald Judy and KJ Hamler. Um, Gerald Judy. I love it. That's probably his did, name. Did I say Gerald? No, you said Gerald, but that could be correct. His name is Jerry. Um, I'm going to check it now. Continue uh, talking. Not with the first name issues again, but uh, no, I, I think he's somebody to keep an eye on. I certainly won't be like drafting him in the last round because I think I need to snatch him up. But Jerry Judy's actual name is Jerry. Mm. So almost had it. But yeah, tons of Tons of rookies, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, uh, Trey Lance. Don't take them all. I still have to go. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't know you're going. I thought this was just a make Scott and Matt well, answer. Well, for now, the... you're, now you're just <laughs> listing the rest of the players. Well, you got, you know, from 20 to 40, you got. <laughs> okay, Danny, you can have Andy Dalton. All right. <laughs> I don't want that. No, no, I was going to touch on uh, Justin Fields. I think he's going to take that job quickly. And I think he's got a lot of promise. So I'm watching that. And also Sam Darnold, new scenario in Carolina. <gasps> I think that I think that New York was just wasting him, and I think he still got something to prove. And Carolina's going to be a good fit. Sam Darnold's not a bad keep. I, I'm not saying draft him. There's a lot of other guys to draft, but don't sleep on this. When he throws for 350 yards and three scores in Week One, we all go, huh? Really? I guess it is worth mentioning too that some of these guys were like, don't draft. If you are in a super flex or two quarterback league, these are guys that if you don't go quarterback, quarterback early in your draft, 
you're going to be targeting some of these high upside rookies or uh, veterans with good opportunities later on. So in that in that case, draft them. Well, guys, that's all I've got for the uh, quarterback rankings. That was a good, fluid discussion. I think we covered a lot of ground and we learned a little bit about ourselves. Would you guys agree? <laughs> Certainly, Dan. Mm-hmm. I'll agree that these four hands bomb pop seltzers are just dynamite. So go pick up some of those. <laughs> oh, I'm going to run a Schnucks right as soon as we sign off here. Yeah. Are you really to get the, specifically that? Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if they have them over at the Schnucks, but damn it, I want one. That and five guys, you're going to get some of that. Seven, <laughs> oh my God. $17 Angus beef or whatever you said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks everyone for listening. Go to chumpswithchampspodcast.com to find all of our articles, rankings uh, that are updated every single moment. Already the Cam Anchor stuff is updated. Be ready for more ranking shows coming up. And, uh, Go get some merch. Go get some stuff, some tank tops for the rest of the summer. The merch at chumpsandchamspodcast.com. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Matt, close us out. And remember, have fun with it.